0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the depth perception podcast. We are so glad you guys are listening to us today. Woo! Hear you, hear you. Today we are talking about boards. I think we're oh gonna try God. to fit in part one, two, three. Is that what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, I think we can hit
1: it. All, all of right.
0: it, all of them. So I will be asking questions from a second year student perspective, a second year who has not thought about boards. At all, so, oh, so first not
2: question:
0: <laughs> Can you guys explain what part one is?
2: Yeah, J- JD, you want to take this, or I guess we should let Doug take this.
1: Are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> I, I, I think. Thought. I mean,
2: you've been the closest to part one. Like I <laughs> took it. Like God, for I don't all, even for know. sure. For
1: sure. So part one is pretty much. A comprehensive overlook at everything you've done from year one to, to like 2.75, like year three ish, but it's really like year one and two, everything super comprehensive. It's the hardest one by everyone's standards, and um, yeah, it's the trickiest because it's literally everything. Uh, so a lot of people get um, KOK to study for um and with that they they tell you there's the non the big eight and the non big eight the big eight sections uh but i don't have memorized if you guys remember them let me know but it's pretty much like anatomy physio optics uh uh ocular disease systemic disease a uh, couple others farm there's like two more oh farm gen farm and systemic farm that's eight big eight and then there's a non-big eight which is like dvt um
2: embryology all the other
1: things. all the little yeah. small topics all the little things are still very important mm-hmm.
2: okay actually a lot of those non-big eights are actually part of optics too so i i don't know if people know that but like all the right, color vision stuff i think was like on the non-big eight but technically it's part of your optic section and stuff and like the optical illusions and that all that stuff i think is still part of optics
1: right and there's a geometric optic section in the non-big eight as well mm. people forget but also again it's all important but it's how kmk breaks it down okay. um what did you guys get kmk or prep or both
0: It's
3: a good question. I got to Yeah, both. Uh, I think both are helpful in their own unique way. KMK is helpful for giving you background information, whereas OptoPrep is just test questions, which is really helpful too, because not only is it, hey, I have to prepare for this test, you have to prepare for the marathon of it. To be able to do maybe be there for possibly, I don't know, six hours or plus, you need to be able to answer these questions in, in the whole length of it. It's not just, can I answer this question for a minute? So uh, doing questions over, practice tests over and over, like running, running a race is, is really important. You know, when you're running for like a marathon, if you're running 13 miles, you start off one day with the one mile, two miles, and you build up, and you have to do the same thing with test questions. So that's why I think both are really helpful.
0: Okay. How long did everyone study for? Let's be the first question. And the part two to that is, okay, so you studied for this long, but how long do you actually recommend for someone to study for?
2: Mm, I started studying, like, casually. <laughs> when do we take it? Third year. Okay. Third started, year. I started. Third studying, year like, spring. Yeah. So I started studying, like, <laughs> August, and I would read, like, some of it, and then I'd watch, like, some of the videos, and then I'd go to the KMK live sessions. They were on Zoom at the time, so I don't know if that's changed, but I'm going to go and I take Okay. Um, and I take notes in my book or whatever. And then I didn't really start studying until like January. <laughs> so that's when I was like kicking into high gear. Um, and so I like read through KMK three times. Um, you have to like read cause the videos are good. So I would start by like watching the videos. It gives you like a good baseline. And then I would like, I would go back and like read cause there's a lot more detail. Um, and there's stuff in the book that's not in the video. So you have to like, you have to read basically. Um, But I thought that the best part of KMK was like the booster. I don't know if anybody got the booster course, but um I thought that, mo- I don't know, like more than 50% of the stuff that I had on real boards was like from booster. So I thought that like that should just be incorporated <laughs> into the regular KMK, mm-hmm. but I know it's not um so they give you like the booster book and stuff and I filled all of that out and that was helpful and so I'd always refer back to the booster book if I like needed something um and so I think I ran through it I think I ran through regular kmk like three times and then the booster twice but I wish I'd done the booster more because I because I didn't realize till the end because I was like oh it's just supposed to help supplement. And then I realized it was a whole thing on its own that had like all this other information. So I was like, oh, shoot, I should have been doing this the whole time. So I wish I'd gotten through it like at least one more time. Um, I didn't use any of the KMK practice questions because I was using the OptiPrep questions. And for Western, um, it was hard. I don't know how everyone else's was, but we had to do like an eligibility exam. I don't know if you guys have this, <laughs> but we basically had to pass like an eligibility exam to be able to take boards. So it was like a practice boards. And if you didn't pass the practice boards, then the school would unregister you to take regular boards. So that was oh, stressful in wow. its own because if That's it was crazy. a class and if you didn't pass the exam, then you didn't pass the class. And then you would have like a fail and then you'd have to like remediate. So that was very stressful in itself, like on top of boards. And it was like we had midterms. So we still had midterms. We still had to go to clinic. So we literally had midterms like every week until eligibility. And then eligibility was literally, I think, like two or three weeks before actual boards. So it was like, we were all just like cramming for eligibility, and then we were like not really focusing on boards, so I kind of put boards on the back burner a little bit. So it was a very stressful time. I think that when I was taking part one, that was the most stressed out I've ever been. Like, I've never been more depressed in my life. I would cry every day. Um, my mental health was not great, but, you know, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did I answer anything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You did a good job of outlining your process for the boards. Your question was basically asking, like, how did you go about studying for boards? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. I'm
2: going to pause here for someone else to speak now. Thank
3: you. Yeah, I I, I guess I'll I'll share my experience. And then, uh, Doug, if you wanted to tell what you've been doing since you're taking it soon, too. Um, For me, I started during summer, and that was a conscious effort because I was one of the weakest students in my class, and I was aware of how important passing part one was, especially with not passing, seeing that students maybe tend to not pass multiple times and the pressure was really on, understandably. And so uh, summer just gave myself a basis with anatomy and going through uh, anatomy and focusing on that, because with anatomy, if you understand everything anatomically, you'll understand what's wrong, which helps you with disease. And then also you understand the pathways of what medications are actually going to be working on the eye. So I think in anatomy, getting your anatomy down is really huge. the fall time then really focused on more on the big eight and like you said you know kind of three run-throughs is like i think a fair number to go through the books and the videos i do agree i think going through the uh boosters uh is helpful for me i'm an auditory learner so listening to the videos and taking notes was really helpful for me more so than the reading uh so fall time basically was just re-reading the books multiple times and re-watching the videos we did have a practice exam at our school, which also kind of gives you an idea of how to go about and where you were at the time. Finally, when you get to springtime, where we are kind of right now, we're, we're about to be February, if not in February. And so I think this is the time where you should be taking practice tests. And for the reason that is, uh, as we kind of highlighted before, the marathon part about it, where you the fatigue will really get to you. And uh, I think the practice tests that KK and OptoPrep are pretty good indicators of how maybe you should like focus and where you should focus in Uh, at this point you have maybe less than two months so for example if you're getting lower scores on anatomy then you should focus in more on anatomy going over the questions that you got wrong restudying topics that maybe you consistently are getting wrong and and kind of just focusing on uh, where your weaknesses are and so these last two months I would probably take a a practice test every week and then start the getting one month before I'd start taking it twice a week and then to the point where two weeks before I'd probably taking it maybe every other day with reviewing the test the day after and focusing on key weaknesses.
0: Nice. Very
1: solid. Very solid. Yeah. Um for me, I actually I'm 4th year, but I didn't take it in March of last year like most people do. Um I felt like I did get a late start on studying. I kind of uh, kind of like dabbled into it in the summer prior to and just kind of did a little bit of anatomy but I feel like it's necessary to like fully start in the summer before third year um to really get a hold and a grasp of like things um that'll help you starting at that time will help you be able to get through it like two or three times and so by the time March came last year um I didn't even get through it once so I didn't want to just take it just to take it I knew I wasn't ready and so I to now so kind of been pushing more uh and in overdrive right now so a lot of a lot of time long days for me right now
2: are you using like kmk that. or Prep or both
1: i'm using kmk um
2: to be honest like i didn't think that the question styles were similar to Prep but What's good about OptiPrep is it teaches you how to like choose the wrong answers, like like figure out like which ones the wrong ones are. It helps you like think critically. So when you get to the exam, you're like, oh, that is clearly wrong. Cause like you're like trained to be like picking out like the wrong answers. It helps you like narrow down what the right answers are, I guess, in a way. Um, so in that sense, it was good, but I mean, If you're basing, like I didn't ever base like what my score was going to be on like the OptoPrep questions specifically. So I don't know if you guys felt that same way or JD,
3: I guess. I, I do agree that I don't think any, like the real board exam is like completely parallel in style compared to KMK or OptoPrep. Some people say OptoPrep more so. You could maybe argue that's the case, but... Um, I think what, yeah, like you're saying, it's helpful is on boards, you're going to have to do like pick two, pick three. And so getting used to those types of questions is really important. I think what's also important is you, you, you shouldn't think that all these questions are going to be first order questions. So first order question is, uh, let's say, uh, what part of the eye, what are the refractive surfaces of the eye? I don't know. So, so maybe, you know, the answer would be lens and cornea. Uh, but like, they're going to ask you a question that says, that second order, third order where you have to think through, okay, now you know what the the refractive services are, but then they're going to ask you another question on top that they have to think through. And so having to think through in a multi-layer process is what's challenging in a time situation. Um, And so uh, I do think like the, some of the uh, tests that they have on KMK are like kind of give you like a good indicator. So I pulled up my scores right now when I had taken the practice tests, like there's six tests from KMK back when I took it uh, part one, I had gotten uh, 79%, part two, I'd gotten a 79%, part three, I got a 70%. In my opinion, part five and part six were ridiculously hard to the point where I don't think they were realistic. Some of those last tests. Uh, but the point is, I think if you can get 70% or above on the first couple tests, I think you should feel pretty good and kind of focus in on the weaknesses. Uh, from my memory for Opto prep, I was averaging about 60 to 66%. So I think those are pretty difficult too. Um, I think, the biggest thing at this point, now that we have two months left for part one, is focusing on practice tests, focusing on your weaknesses. And then also, uh, one thing I didn't do the day before the test, uh, I was like still studying really hard, really nervous. I know plenty of classmates were puking, having anxiety. I would just say, don't study at all. What you know is what you know. Uh, go for a hike. Make sure you get sleep. Make sure you drink a lot of water and, and kind of relax the day before. If I had to give myself a tip going back now, uh, I would say that. So does anybody have any other tips, uh, Nadia, that you think you would give yourself uh, um, going back now?
2: No, because I was the person that studied the day before and the morning of and I took my notes with me and I think I was sitting in the parking lot um, reading something like before my exam because that just makes me feel better. For yeah. me, I had a different like um, I had like a different experience because I had testing accommodations. So my um, exam was two days long. So that sounds great, but it was terrible because by the second day, I was drained. I took the first part of my exam and I was like, you know, that didn't go so bad. You know, I was like, oh, I might have passed. And then it got to the second day and I was so tired because it was like eight hours. And then the second day, it was eight hours again. (laughs) So by the time I got to the second day, I was so, I was like, I don't think I, I'm going to have to retake this because this is ridiculous. This is like, my brain was, and what I didn't realize is there were so many math problems. Like, I think the first like 100 questions on both times was like math and I was getting angry. (laughs) It's like, literally in my head, I was getting mad because I was like, I was like, why did I even study farm? Why did I even study ocular disease? Why did I even study any of this? Because I've literally just been doing math this entire time. And I was I was getting like I was ready to like at the end. You can write a comment. I was going to really write the comments like I, <laughs> like I was like just the worst. Um, I asked the class before then they took that and I said, what would you have done differently? and um then i would just like listen to what that was and i would do it um i don't think i think that if i could go back i would do it the same to be honest i used a lot of my class notes though jd did you use your class notes no Okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, I thought that KMK was lacking in some of the topics, especially for like, um, like vision science, and then the binocular Mm -hmm. vision section, I thought was very, like, not, I I was like, I don't, I don't know any of that. Like, I didn't think I, I learned anything from that that was in depth enough for me. So I referred back to my class notes for those sections specifically because I had a really good vision science teacher and I had really good notes from that class. Um, So a lot of like the like color vision, things like that, um, like perceptual ability, all that kind of stuff. Like I thought K did okay, but I felt like I needed more. And then all the like divergence and sufficiency and stuff like that um since our school like really emphasized that kind of stuff like my notes were really good on it like all the Mm -hmm. amblyopia stuff and things so i referred a lot to my class notes too so um i mean if you're feeling like your anatomy is lacking or you're feeling like you're not answering the questions right don't just use kmk don't just use optoprep you might have to like do something else i guess um because my advice too
1: Feel free to send those notes over. <laughs> Why didn't you
2: ask me before? Mm. I'm going to them right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doug, you, you should have
2: told me, man. I didn't, I didn't I'll, know you. I'll, I'll teach, teach you. That. I have. Yeah. I used to tutor for stuff, so I'll tutor you. There you go. I will take it, definitely.
1: I think it's
3: totally uh, smart for you to use your notes for things that you feel like there was not enough information on. So, Honestly, uh, I
2: was really stressed about FARM and I studied really hard because farm was like one of my lowest subjects. And then I overdid it. <laughs> and So, and then I was, I think I got, that was like my highest section on boards, which was like, in my head, I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't think I, I mean, I didn't really know that much farm to begin with. So I don't know how that happened. So don't underestimate what you know and don't know, I guess. Cause you know, boards is its own thing. It's like crazy. And when you're there, you're stressed and you're like, I don't even know what I'm picking. <laughs> I can always narrow it down to like two. And then I I would be like, I don't know which one it is.
1: We got all of this about part one. What about part two? What about part three? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about part two.
0: So what is part
2: two? Yeah, what's part two? I can't remember. So
3: part two, basically, I mean, Doug, you took it, right? So recently, so definitely chime in. Uh, but basically, it focuses yeah. on cases. So you're gonna have a case, and then they ask you questions, and so you have to give a diagnosis. You have to give the treatment. You have to give follow up. And and the important part with all these is getting the first diagnosis, because if you get the diagnosis wrong, it's possible you may get everything else wrong. But what's helpful about it is you're thinking from the clinical standpoint more so compared to the first one, where the first one is talking about some maybe some clinic some details from biochemistry that you don't necessarily remember intuitively. I think that's where going on rotations is really helpful and then taking part two and you're able to kind of think through it as a real clinician would in, in clinic. Um, and then there's obviously T-MOD, which is treatment of ocular disease and uh, treatment management of ocular disease. And so that that's a key section because you have to pass that also and it's going to be the harder questions. It's more medical based. Um, so those are my initial thoughts on like kind of like the outline of part two if anybody wants to add anything. That's
1: pretty much it. That's everything part two is about. It's How definitely long. long.
0: Yeah, how long it's did you guys study for long. part two? A... I studied study three for... months,
2: but then I didn't pass T mod, so I had to retake the T mod part. So, um, JD, what did you use to study for part two?
3: I think same, uh, uh, used both, and I think uh, both were really helpful. Still, uh, both really presented a lot of cases, and so the more cases, the better. And I think. Uh, it helped going to clinic really clinic was kind of like studying frankly so I think if you can try to get your disease rotation in one of the first two before you do team before you have to take this test because it might help you process some of these diseases a little better but even if you don't uh, I wouldn't stress I would just say go over these cases and I think three months is a fair time um, range for when to start studying.
1: Did you guys feel that one KMK or Prep was better than the other? I hear like a lot of people say OptiPrep is really good for Part 2 more than Part 1. What do you guys feel about that?
2: So I believe that they have changed KMK since I had KMK for Part 2. There's a different That's book true. now. They, they revamped um, it, yeah, and they put and booster I have not seen it, so I can't personally comment on it. When we had it for Part 2, it was just cases, and he would just talk about cases. Kyle would just talk about cases. And I just didn't personally find that helpful, to be honest. Um, so I used OptiPrep, but I used the Castillo book to study. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. It's no, the part two study guide from, from Castillo. It's like, that's the author. And everybody
1: um, gets it off of Amazon. Find okay. yeah, the link. And it's,
2: it's really like it It outlines all of the disease and stuff. And I liked it because there was pictures and I think there's like a couple errors in it. I don't know if it's been updated since I had it, but like not too many that it was like overwhelming. Um, and then I bought the PowerPoint from this girl who had t- like taken T-Mod again, because after I had not done well, I, I needed help with the T-Mod. And honestly, I had my disease rotation when I was retaking it. So that agree with jd is really helpful to have your disease rotation because at that point i was like oh yeah i know how to treat freaking epic scleritis. i know how to treat you know whatever glaucoma mm-hmm. like i would seen all the glaucoma people <laughs> the entire time yeah. um so the powerpoint was helpful but i really liked castillo i think that's the main thing that i use to study and then i would supplement it with like the optoprep questions
0: nice let's move into part three now what's part three
1: Part three, clinical, it's pretty much all of your pre-clinic, everything you do there, like everything you do in clinic, you have to do in front of a camera, um, and you fly to North Carolina to do it, Uh, I haven't done that yet, so you guys got to take over again, but (laughs) yes, that's pretty much part three.
3: I thought that was that was a personal strength for me uh, and I feel like you're able to like really prepare knowing what you've done in clinic and it's not like surprising in that sense but the definitely the nerves are there like if you're taking your nerves on a test you usually calm down you just you know click on A, B or C right here you physically have to use your hands and so uh, if you're physically nervous sometimes that can be an issue I've heard for some people where they're they can't calm down to the point where they're struggling on BIO. Um, but I think this is one of those that you can really prepare for at home for whatever to expect. Um, and I think preparing with friends and taking the tests with friends and practicing with them and going with them would be really helpful. And um, any thoughts for you, Nadia?
2: Um, just like you have to memorize the script. That's it. Like even if you do really bad on the skill, <laughs> at least you say everything. So saying everything is important. I said everything. I don't know if you said everything. I would be like turning the thing this many degrees, turning the light to medium. Now checking cornea superior. You know, you have to like literally say everything. Like if I was breathing, I would say, "Hi, I'm breathing now." You know, like <laughs> I literally said everything that I was doing. I was like changing mag, changing this, changing that. um I think the mag doesn't go to 25 on some thing so you have to remember to say like oh mag is at 25 normally I would do mag at 25 so I would literally every night we would play call of duty mobile with my friends <laughs> and I would I would annoy them and I would just say the script out loud and I'd be like hi I'm Canada such and such such and such welcome to your exam what can I, you know whatever sitting so practicing the script is like is like 75 percent of it to be honest because I know for Florida I had to get like a 90% in certain sections and I feel like everybody was doing really bad at slit lamp but I think the fact that I had practiced saying literally every single thing helped me because then I ended up like passing that section whereas like I know people who have like great clinical skills like maybe just didn't pass but I think it's more of the script part of it that they Mm -hmm. were kind of lacking. Um, and in the morning on mine, I took my board exams for the state license, because in Florida, you have to do it when you're there. So I think I literally got up at like seven, and I took that exam in the morning. And then then at 11, I took my regular boards, like part three. And then I think after that, people took injections. So I
3: didn't take Yeah, well, I think that's, that's a great point. Over-communicate. So uh, just say whatever's going through your head, be blunt, um, you know, and then I think another thing is to keep in mind is to not let something you mess up on to get in your way and stop you from doing everything else successfully. For me, I had done the injections first. And I think I broke one of the pieces when I was trying to do the injection and I was like, Oh, well this is over. And uh, at first I was like freaking out, like, ah, like the whole day's going to go like this, but you just calm down. You realize it's a separate section. You move on and, and uh, you put in the work, where you can miss things frankly like you don't have to get everything perfect so just calm down uh learn how to calm yourself down when mistakes happen and focus on the key things like i think bio and 90 opter are really key making sure you have a view so closing each eye is really important especially the eye that the whoever's grading you is looking at um and then practicing time wise right if you can do it in in your clinic you should be able to do it uh in there too so just making sure your timing is, is, is really proper
2: yeah. I think I asked, Hey, Proctor, do you have a view? Like 25 times. Like, I, don't, I didn't even care. I was like, do you have a view? Do you have a view? Do you have a view? Cause you can ask as many times as you want. I don't care if they were annoyed. I said it. I asked, I asked every time. Do, they, like, do, do you have say, a view?
1: Do they say anything or do they just like.
2: They do look. say yes. My proctor was, I'm not going to say, but anyway, my, <laughs> my partner, I think talked too much to be honest, but it's okay for me. I was not that great at puncto plugs so I was like I'm gonna leave that for last because that's gonna take a lot of my time and you know you have the contact lens station and stuff and that one takes like so long that I was like I don't even care if I missed those points and I ended up not doing that section because I ran out of time like I think I was like oh I'm gonna scan the corn like I don't know whatever I like got the plug and I And I went in with the, and then my time ran out. Um, So I think I like one point on that part of it, (laughs) but I still ended up passing, you know, so you have to kind of like pick and choose your strengths and like what you want to do first. Cause I think like on the script, like Pumped Clubs was like after Slit Lamp, but I was like, I'm going to do it at the end. So kind of like strategizing too. Cause I don't think it matters. Some of it doesn't matter what order you do it in, but making sure it's like the right stuff.
0: I was going to ask if we can go into what licensing means. One not? like state? Yeah, yeah. The state licensing that you took right before part three.
2: So every state has their own criteria. Um Florida's one of, I think like North Carolina and Florida are some of the toughest. I don't know if it's changed. Back when I took boards, you had to have like certain scores on part three to even qualify for like getting your license so i think it was like a 90 percent on slit lamp 90 and bio and then florida is the only state where you have to fly to north carolina to take your national board exam or your um your licensing exam and then you can only get it within three years of taking your boards (laughs) So if it's been longer than three years, you have to retake boards, um, but since then they have changed the rules to you don't need a 90% you just have to pass part three. Everything else is the same.
3: Yeah, I definitely Florida is one of the the more challenging states every state is different, as she said, so some states I know you literally just send in an application and you get the license after you graduate. Uh, California is a little bit more challenging. The The test is a little bit challenging. You find out your score right away, but uh, I would say focus on your boards. Once that's done and you're ready in your last couple months of trying to find a job, I would start applying for the license uh, and studying for whatever test you need to, and then reaching out to the representatives or reaching out to the board or reaching out to the website where they have this information and seeing what you have to prepare for, for your state.
1: So since we're, I mean, three fourths from California, what was that process like?
3: Yeah, so uh, they have a test you have to take, uh, which was challenging, frankly. Like I I remember hearing that it was challenging and then studying for it and kind of freaking out. And then also in the middle of test thinking this is not going to work out well. Uh, and, then, and then luckily it all worked out well. Uh, it, it just kind of wasn't intuitive the way the questions were asked. For example, uh, there are questions about certain conditions and and when to follow up and when you have to refer to an omd for example if if there's like a central or ulcer or a central foreign body like when you have to say hey i need to send this to an omd or if iritis is not getting better then i have to send it to an oed at a certain point so um i think knowing those things are really important for a clinic i think uh it, it wasn't as straightforward just memorizing that chart there's some intuitive uh, things you have to go through. Uh, they have this huge document of information. So um, I would say don't stress out about it. Just do your best. And if you do put in the time to kind of go through the licensing information for California, I think you should be in a good spot.
2: It's like the laws. It's like the law exam. So it's like state law. So I, mine was, every state's different. So isn't mine that, was open. is that different? No, it's it's part of the license so what jd's talking about it's his California law exam and then the North Carolina mm-hmm. one that I took is also the Florida law exam so it's for your licensing but. Um, I think the California one, you can take at any testing Center JD right like so, even if you're like across the country you can take the, the test. Um, but like mine was you can only take it in North Carolina and like I think other states are different, so you have to like check into what the rules are. Okay. Any... And then Judy, how long did it take you to get your license when you applied finally?
3: Uh, so, I I did mine in the peak of COVID, so uh quite frankly it did take time. I think uh, I took my test in May June and didn't get my license till August September. So, it did take some time back then. I do think it still takes some time, but I think that's where fortunately hopefully these states communicate with you or at least respond to your emails if you're curious how long it will take.
2: Yeah, I think right now the average is like um, three months for California. Yeah, I, I got California mine in. I got mine in two weeks. So if you guys want to move to Florida, Possible. not okay, plugging that's... it. Don't come here. How
1: how long <laughs> were those exams, respectively?
2: How long were what? Which one?
1: The um, licensing slash log exam.
2: Mine honestly I don't remember it was 20 questions it was open book but it was like on a PDF so I still had to like read the laws before so I could you can like uh, control find I think but you still had to like know where things were because you would run out of time I think it was an hour maybe the exam I can't remember actually but
3: Something like that. Yeah, our, I don't have specifics either. It wasn't as long as the boards. Uh, Eyes on Eye Care has some great information online if you want to Google it, depending on your state. I know they had some stuff for California. So um, I definitely look into that beforehand. But uh, definitely, definitely not that nothing as stressful as boards, nothing work wise you have to put in much as boards. Um, frankly, maybe after you get done with boards, it might be a good time to start looking at it because you're already in the, a test mindset. So um, something to keep in mind after you get through boards, which which is definitely the priority, especially. Part one being the hardest one, uh, the hardest one to pass and the lowest pass rate, and then uh, focusing on part two and part three depending on your your schedule from there.
2: Honestly, boards are hard. So if you don't pass, it's not a big deal. I'm just take it again. I know it's like not ideal, but like it happens. Like
3: it does. It does happen. I mean, I have that's to over...
2: T-Mod. Like it happens. Sure. You know, things happen. <laughs>
3: I think we, you know, we've had friends uh, who haven't passed, and I know it's it is a big deal in the moment, right? Like, uh, you you question everything. Yeah. Mental health gets goes down. Yeah, you do. But at the end of the day, if you look forty years back from now, you're probably like, okay, I had to retake a board test. Like, no big deal. And sometimes I think we don't see the big picture, and so just just take a step back. Obviously, you wanted to pass, but you're in this position now. Put everything you have left. If you couldn't got through the first three years, you definitely can still pass boards. You just, um, you know, have a constructive conversation about what you think you can do better. Try to reach out to people, see what you can do different. Maybe it's as simple as I know someone who just needed to calm down, frankly, who was smart and capable, did all the work. Sometimes the pressure gets to you and that's why you have another opportunity to do it.
2: Yeah, and don't put yourself down if like your GPA is low or whatever. It's like, I know people who were in BSK who like maybe were like close to passing, but didn't pass. And people who were in BSK like ended up passing. So it's not really about like, All these tests are not like how smart you are, right? Like none of these tests are that like, like part two, part three, part one. It's not how smart you are. It's like how hard that you worked, right? It's like the time that you put in. And sometimes like you can put in all your time and then you still don't pass and you feel discouraged. And I think that's like why people are like, you know, you just get bummed because you're like, dang it, I worked really
1: hard. Honestly, I'm going to keep it real. Like uh, you guys are speaking to the heart right now because I uh, just found out I didn't pass. And so I'm like, dang, like now I have to like restudy for part two again. Like now I got to take that in April. So it's grind time for me right now. That's why, like I said, I'm really locked in. So yeah. Got we, we appreciate you saying that, man.
3: Uh, and you do got this. And we, she wasn't just saying that just because um, you're our friend and in general, like uh, we appreciate you being vulnerable with us and you're going to be fine. Mm. Now. You just put the work and the time in and uh, you reach out and hopefully this helps you, man. And, uh, uh you can do this, man. You got through the first years. You can definitely do this.
2: Doug, I am not smart. Okay, I. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. Because there's nothing special about me. You know, like trust me. I just like I'm telling you, I was so depressed. I I cried every single day. Like it was like the most depressing time. I think like boards time is like the time that you're like the most stressed, and you're taking part one and two. You got to give yourself some credit. Like you got to make sure that you're grinding, but give yourself that time to be like. I need a break. I need to do this. I need to do stuff for me. And I think the mental health aspect of the whole thing is like the most important part, right? You got to hype yourself up without like burning yourself out. Because at the end of the day, if you're burnt out, you're not going to do well because you're just going to be overly stressed. You're not going to study. Your mind's not going to be in the right set. You're already setting yourself up for that thing where you're like, I'm not going to do well. I'm not going to pass. You have to like, be like, I can do this. I can pass. It's not that bad. I got this, you know, go over everything, you know, repetitions, everything. So every morning when you wake up, if there's like a subject that you don't know, write it on your mirror i would write there was like sticky notes all over my house (laughs) just like sticky 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 you know like things that you need that repetition for that you're like you have to find out what your weaknesses are right because you don't want to work on your strengths you already know that stuff so you got this i'm gonna send you my notes
0: i'm so excited you should have told me sooner i
2: can't wait yeah thanks for having me (laughs) send that
1: on asap send that asap for sure that's what we're here for we're going in depth about the real stuff like this is stuff that i didn't even know about like how the licensing worked until right now so like this is this is what we're here for we want to help everybody understand the little things that they don't teach you in school
2: yeah Yeah. if anyone has questions who's listening and wants to message any of us i think we'd all be willing to answer anything so
3: yeah um i mean Exactly, this is great stuff. And big picture, looking at it from the outside three years from now, from, from from being outside of school. Like, I think this process is so helpful and so important because through school, you learn about anterior segment, you learn about posterior segment, you learn about optics, but then this is the process where they actually put every single thing together and it clicks. It clicks that the front of the eye can affect the back of the eye and that everything goes hand in hand. And And I think that's such a beautiful process that can't be done until you learn it, specifically one class at a time. But this is where I feel like things click. And usually and this, that's what reality is when you're practicing, you're looking at every part of the eye, you're refracting, you're, you're putting it all together. And so that's why this is so helpful. And so maybe you have to do it again. That's just only more information and more strength that you're going to get to when you become a doctor. So, Think of it as just more opportunities to solidify yourself and make yourself stronger.
2: Yeah, this is the smartest you're ever going to be in optometry. Trust me, today I had a patient and they were like, I was like doing red cap tests on them. I haven't done red cap test in like God knows how long. And then I was like, I was like, something's wrong. And then in my head, I was like, what am I going to do? You know, because in the moment, you don't want to look like you don't know what to do. And I was like, what kind of medications are you on? And then she's like, she's like Topamax And my head. was like, okay, what is that, Topiramate. And I was like, I think it is. And then... <laughs> like you have to like really reach back there in a few years so right mm-hmm. now you're like the smartest you're ever gonna be because then i was like hold on let me like i was like myopic shift i think something something you know so
1: <laughs> yeah oh,
0: yeah it was like i was really
2: reaching today i was like yeah yeah let me um you know what let me go see about that referral and then i was in the back with my wills eye, like hold on a second you know so <laughs> also for part two i would read will's eye cover to cover
3: will's is helpful for mm, sure okay
2: cover to cover oh.
1: and it's cool now because they have the app for it so you can download it on your computer mm-hmm. on your phone you can just search stuff up even quicker so yeah definitely get the will's eye i use that as well yeah the i
0: will's think we're eye, gonna the Castillo book. yeah those are the books you need for boards
1: Let's put the links in the in the, in the bottom.
2: Yeah, okay. Dr. Castillo, definitely reach out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a promo call out Western <laughs> alumni.
0: <laughs> any last tips to give out before we close?
2: Any last questions, Svet? I know you have not taken any of the parts.
0: No. I think you guys
2: answered all my questions. Um I what think... did you guys do to de-stress from boards like when you oh, when good. it like got really rough like what did you do because we all need a little time right so what did J.D. what did you do to kind of like.
3: I would walk around the library a lot so I just go outside for a walk like 10 minutes uh, maybe take some YouTube breaks uh, mm-hmm. sleep definitely naps uh, were, were very key and helpful to, to recover. Um I think if I took a test, I would take the rest of the day off as, like, an incentive to get through, like, a five-hour test. Um, so those are some things to relax for me. How about you?
2: Um, it's all a blur. Um, I would cry on my Instagram. So I'd post a lot of me crying. <laughs> and people would be like, yeah, it's hard. Me too. And I'd be like, great. I was, like, taking a break from my social media. Usually that's the joy of my life. <laughs> but, <laughs> um. It was like a weird time because it was also COVID so we couldn't like go out and stuff um, so I just would I think we would just play call of duty with my friends that was great because they were a year ahead at the time so. Um, they'd been through it so then you know that's when we would like go through stuff but we would like play so then every night we would just kind of do that and I let myself kind of just have that like hour or so to kind of like decompress.
0: What are you doing Doug? Right
1: in my spare time, I take long walks on the beach of uh, the, the sandy
2: beach
1: of Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do that. And I like to go around, play basketball, you know, get a little sweat in just to decompress. I just, you know, from earlier today, I was playing, I was playing hoops and study before then. So, you know. Nice
2: the grind you got this here
0: oh yeah you are gonna do great doug
2: yeah you're gonna kill it i can't wait we're gonna see peas we would manifest it we would always be like 2021 p i think that's when we took it so we would like we had a group chat and we wrote at the top 2021 p because that's what what score we were gonna get so we were trying to manifest and the more you believe it and the more you believe in yourself the like you you gotta hype yourself up You got this.
1: You guys ever heard that uh, Gunna song "Push and Pee"? No. Push and Pee.
2: I don't understand. Is that a Jonas Brothers song? Uh, Then I'm not familiar. I'm so sorry.
0: Nadia, I think you
2: forgot. Uh, Also, the Jonas Brothers have an album coming out. Not to plug them, but just saying, it's uh, May 5th. So.
1: They don't sponsor us.
2: I know, but they could. (laughs) No. I'm gonna tag them in this post. Georgia, this is the love of my life.
0: So. Nadia, you totally forgot that Doug has a Samsung and he can't name his group chats.
1: Oof. I can name my group chats. I definitely have a few <laughs> group chats named right now as we speak. Don't wow, Samsung's kids.
2: offended <laughs> over there. No, never mind to the Doug.
1: Samsung earbuds, we got it right now.
2: He can, he can name the group chats on WhatsApp, no problem.
1: I can do that on all media. Don't let me show you my phone.
0: No, it's okay. We believe you. (laughs) All right. So we're going to end this one here. That was all about boards.
2: Yeah, message us for questions, comments, concerns.
1: You see the handles below. Definitely message us if you have any questions, concerns. You just want to decompress. You want to cry with Nadia. She's got you. I'll
2: cry with you.
3: If we get enough questions, we can always do a a part two. So just let us know and uh, we're here for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, so we
1: can put your that. questions in the links or in the comments below comment section. Like and subscribe, do all that good stuff.
0: And we'll see you guys at the next podcast. Bye bye. Wow, bye.
1: Adios. Bye.